What's up, everybody? Welcome to the View from Jamestown podcast edition. This is episode 63. This is the October 2021 episode, and we are sitting down this morning with TCC President Rob Roach, VP of Sales and Marketing AJ Petrarca, Inside Sales Manager Nicole Greenberg, and Latin American Operations Manager Javier Fernandez. Good morning, Ben. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. Glad I remembered all your titles as I'm going around that, that circle. Was I'm, I'm waiting to forget somebody's. <laughs> Very impressive. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Very good. Awesome. Excellent. Yep. Good to hear. Good to hear. We're freshly back from AFPM, first uh, first big conference here in the last year and a half. I guess it's, it was a it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I say it was a success. It's a very successful conference. People were happy to be there. That was good. That was good to see. For sure. People were upbeat. Yeah. Maybe maybe twenty five percent of the attendance or so, but I think the people that were there were happy to be there. I think yeah. I agree with Javi. Attendance was low, but I think people were good spirits i mean a lot of people that i met with it was their first time traveling their first uh in-person meetings for many of them and um we had a party we had a great party we had a golf outing uh saturday we had a party on sunday night at the briscoe art museum normally have you know say 400 attendees we had about 100 so that'll give you an idea what overall the attendance was maybe even lower than that i'd say it was down to about 25 percent of norm but yeah, and uh, yeah, we traveled and we exposed ourselves to COVID, you know, <laughs> everybody was shaking hands and hugging and no yep. masks yep. and yep. so far so good. Right. Knock on wood, you know. And it was Nicole's inaugural AFPM. It was, it was. And I mean, it was awesome. I, I have to say, uh, first time in Texas, first time at AFPM. So looking forward to March and, you know, hopefully the attendance rate is even higher then. Yeah, we're only five months away from the next one i know <laughs> normally, normally you get a little bit of a break from uh, from planning but you're not gonna have that luxury this year <laughs> so true but yeah it was nice to be back there nice to see everybody a lot of good meetings good uh, meals cocktail party was good i think good attendance from latin america as well which was nice yeah, to see it was it was more of a regional uh nobody from brazil came but uh it was more of a regional a lot of from people from mexico came colombia showed up so that was that was that was interesting it was interesting a lot of latin american attendees that's true you know a lot came from mexico and elsewhere you know not from brazil though because of the quarantine or chile not from chile right because of the quarantine coming back uh, they make it very difficult maybe we're just super exposed to them because hob knows everybody in latin america you know (laughs) south latin america south america everybody central america i mean he knows everybody (laughs) so and uh, a handful of European contacts, obviously not the not the norm, but there mm-hmm. were there were some, some Canadians, Turkey, some, Cana- some yeah. Canadians. Yeah. yeah, they came down from uh, Canada, and, and we had a from a few from Turkey. Yeah, yeah. So not, definitely not international, but you know, uh, more national. Yeah, it was sure. good. Good to be back. Good to obviously start looking ahead to 2022 as well. I know we'll talk about trade shows in a little bit, but it was uh, it was nice to be back there. Um, yeah, it's October. I guess it's officially Q4. Uh, so starting to plan for the end of the year. Obviously, TCC's company year doesn't fall in December, but a lot of companies are starting to plan for that December time frame. So it's a interesting time for a lot of companies here. Yeah, no doubt. It, uh, AFPM reported very low finished goods inventory. So I don't see, you know, necessarily a demand slowdown coming. A lot of interesting reports out this week about how supply chain is an issue but the uh, ravenous buying of americans is also part of the problem i mean you know um 
most of them are at my doorstep. Amazon boxes every day coming <laughs> from my wife buying from Amazon. No, but I mean, seriously, it's a, there's a lot of people that I just got to, you know, average Joes, let's say, that haven't, aren't in our position, haven't been seeing this or are asking me about it and, and saying, well, you know, they're, they're doing things, they're 24 hours at Los Angeles and, you know, they're trying to make changes and, and somebody quoted at AFPN, that's the head of the snake. So you can 24 hour the port, you can do whatever you can at the port, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a supply chain issue across the country and across the world. So yeah. it's not, um, it's not, it's not something that you can fix one port and fix the whole situation. Yep. It helps, but we got to still, you can't, you know, we need more drivers. You can't put more, uh, railroad tracks down, you know, there's only so much capacity there. So it's going to take some time to catch up I for sure. And, and, uh, it's, it's not happening yet. Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing on the logistics front, I think AJ had sent around this week, was that we actually saw, the for the first time since COVID started, a decrease in some of the ocean freight lanes. So that was some interesting piece of news that came up in the last week or two. Yeah, we've seen a pretty dramatic decrease in, uh, you know, specifically China to the U.S. Um, you know, they're attributing that to most of the Christmas stuff has shipped and, uh, you know, a lot of demand or a lot of production is off in China just due to their, you know, issues with coal um, supply or lack thereof, um, you know, so I think, I think with, uh, decreased production, it's freeing up some container capacity. I mean, they're still, you know, high historically speaking, um, but you know, lower than what they have been. Yeah. I think that was the kind of mood with the kind of Kevin Christmas season past us as well as obviously what we're talking about with all these China plants shutting down, just lower demand in general. So it was a pretty significant, you know, decrease, I think in something like 30 to 50% just in, in a one or two week time frame. So it was interesting to see that. Uh, I heard yesterday that, you know, the energy issue is a lot to do with uh, their relationship with Australia, where there's some high quality coal that comes that the lower quality coal in China is blend with the higher quality coal from Australia. And of course, it feeds power plants. So different regions are being affected differently, depending on what they have for coal and, and their energy sources. And so uh, some some provinces are, are having uh, extreme shortages of energy where others are relatively normal. So it's not carte blanche across China. Yeah, and obviously the energy thing brings up another interesting topic, obviously a big topic of uh, discussion for the past couple of weeks. And certainly at AFPM was the uh, natural gas situation in Europe. Obviously mm -hmm. pricing continued to skyrocket. Um, I saw one uh, comparison this morning that compared the current prices of natural gas in Europe to $200 per barrel oil. So that, that was an wow. interesting comparison just to show the severity of the situation, but something that'll play a big role for the next probably three to six months, both with obviously heating your homes, but as well as, you know, production and chemical plants and, and everything like that. Yeah, I was on the line with uh, German colleagues yesterday. Um, obviously their contention is Putin's playing games here. Um, and that, um, also want to mention that at AFPM, uh, we're also not out of the woods here in the USA. Uh, we're also at a very uh, low point in our inventories of, of natural gas. And one of the very concerning topics at AFPM was the fact that we could see energy shortages, um, not only in EU, but in the USA this coming winter, especially if it's a, if it's a very cold winter. So, and then interestingly, uh, talking to, uh, uh, colleagues in the EU, they're they're going to heavier feeds. So um, you know, with gas being so expensive, they're feeding more, uh, you know, heavy uh, into the refineries, and you're seeing more 
uh, things like naphtha and C4s and things like that. So it's you know it's good news, bad news. You know there's 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 a a lot more raw material for for petrochemical. You probably see something like that happen if natural gas prices uh, continue to go up in the USA and 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 uh, availability becomes uh, uh, suspect. So yeah, it's uh, it was probably the biggest industry topic at AFPM is you know uh, $300 ammonia with $600 surcharge on top so double the value of ammonia as a surcharge people are turning off plants just because they're not losing money right. so um, again that's going to be severe impacts uh, in EU and 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 for the US because we do uh, depend on Europe for a lot of things yeah absolutely I know Javi you're doing a lot of sourcing out of uh, Europe as well so I'm sure that's been a big conversation with Producers yeah. trying to push across price increases. And yeah, think price about increases uh, have to withdraw a lot of offers due to the, those announcements. Uh, so, uh, so it has affect uh, a lot of the offers that because of ammonia. So, it's definitely a big factor. Yeah, it seems like it will be for the next coming months. So, good topic to be informed about and, and keeping an eye on for sure. Absolutely. Seems like something that came up pretty quick too. I mean, it, it hasn't been something we've been talking about for a long time. Really, just in the last three, four, five weeks, it's all of a sudden been this big, big discussion point. Yeah, it's it's a, again, it's it's another repeat of '09. Uh, you know, we saw the energy crunch after the recession, and I think we're going to continue to see the energy costs rise here in the in the coming months. So, and and similar, um, si consistently similar, similar to what happened after '09, and it lasted. Yeah. two years really yeah. so yeah um and amongst all that obviously we're keeping a close eye on china as well i know we've talked about the various china topics for the last couple of months the olympics coming up in february seeing a lot of plant shutdowns continuing uh aj i know you're dealing with a lot of products coming out of china and talking with our china office consistently um obviously the freight rates coming down is a, a positive piece but it seems like the general material availability is going to continue to be pretty tight and pretty expensive yeah yeah the freight rates help some but with how tight Everything is um, really across the board, you know, phosphates, bromine, uh, you know, everything. I can't really think of much from China that's not snug right now. You know, even as, you know, as like fertilizers, you know, they're, uh, they're not exporting, you know, historical volumes right now, just trying to keep as much as they can in the country so they can, you know, satisfy their own needs. And it's, it's you know, that drives pricing everywhere, you know, so, so prices are way up in the U.S. because of that. And, um, you know, it doesn't look like that's going to change i don't think before the olympics yep yeah so we'll i think putting all that together you know kind of starting to talk about 2022 i think that was a popular topic at fpm was trying to figure out how long all this is going to go on for and if there's a potential end in sight i think the overwhelming feeling is that a lot of this will go on well on the probably the first half of 2022 and just a matter of if it's going to continue throughout the year or not yeah with the uh with the ongoing uh differences you could say with Australia uh, they're not getting the coal they need um, and that that is having an impact on on different regions so if that region is say a, um, a consumer of commodities to make uh, chemical products there's other regions that that aren't having energy issues and they're seeing length in markets for example in Tuiach and Butanol very long in the Shandong province because they're not having any energy issues yet the ester producers are in different provinces. Those that aren't integrated into thalic and hydride and don't have the excess steam 
uh, are being cut back on energy. So therefore, the demand isn't there for things like 2EH and butanol and other oxo-alcohols. Yep. So that's a, that is an example of where you're starting to see some length and, and price erosion in China. And I think you'll start to see more of that because China, in preparation for the Olympics, is cutting back on energy, but also cutting back on all, all forms of pollution. So um, they're, they're cutting back on all the, the chemical producers, especially those that, that break the rules. Yeah. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting to keep an eye on all these trends coming in, you know, definitely through the end of this year and into next year and see how long all this goes on for, for in the coming, coming two quarters. Um, quick note on the trade and tariff piece. I know we've been talking about it for a little while. We finally have our uh, three-part mini-series with Diaz Trade Law live. Uh, if you scroll back, it'll be the last three episodes that are in your um, podcast feed, whether it's on the podcast app or in YouTube. Um, but thank you to DS Trade Law for coming on those. I think there's a, a great couple episodes. We did an import-specific one, an export-specific one, and then one talking about duties and trade and tariff. Um, so some good info in there. I think whether you're a brand-new importer or exporter or have been doing it for a while, there's, there's something to learn um, in those episodes. So it's great that we're able to have them on and do those. Um, uh, you know, I know between the, some of the travel you've had coming up and then the AFPM, obviously you spent a lot mm -hmm. of time with both your Latin American customers as well as suppliers. Um, but curious to get your thoughts on how that's all, how that's all yeah, going. The, the, the region is very, it's upbeat. Uh, Mexico is not growing as it's supposed to grow. It's growing at 3.7%. It's still low, but, uh, the, the, uh, but the, the, the consumers are, are buying. They're not that connected like the U.S. The demand is not as high as the, the, the U.S., but the automotive is still big, and it's bigger. The, the Mexican market is, is growing bigger, that's, uh, as bigger than the Brazilian market, so things are very good uh, overall. And obviously still I'm seeing a lot of unique import options coming in, supply options between the China tariffs and things like that. There's been a lot of different change in the supply avenues there. Yeah, yeah. China is not an option for some, some cases that it was a natural fit due to the short-term short term lead time that was 25, 30 days. Yeah. Now, now they have to see other options, just like India, Turkey, um, Taiwan. So it's, it's, it's happening. How about supply coming up from the various places that we're buying from is it has that been okay the logistics been okay or there's no some shipments ways? haven't been uh, appearing uh there have been uh changes on the shipping lines a lot of rollovers yep. we have been seeing a lot of delays but uh just like everywhere we have been hitting uh, a lot of logistics issues but we're getting our product you know yep. our customers are getting supplies so that's the more, most important thing yeah absolutely absolutely um price updates and trends i know we're kind of the middle of october had uh some increases, some decreases, depending on the products you're talking about. Coming back to October, um, looking ahead to November, seems like things are trending upwards. So we'll see how things settle out coming into uh, November one. Um, I don't know if you guys have any early estimates or predictions on on what's to come here for November. Increases is my guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're already at a, a lot of products at historic highs, yep. and further increases uh, are expected with the gas uh, shortages potential gas pricing now but potential gas shortages could really you know send things uh into a real uh spot crazy market with high prices so i'd agree with uh aj there yeah it seems like everything's trending upwards crude had a large increase from uh from this time in september um 
So it'll certainly be interesting to yeah, see. Yeah, with about what twenty percent, seventy to eighty-four, somewhere in there. So that's a that's a significant increase, and that hasn't really, you know, trickled down yet in the BTXs and the yeah. propylenes and and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, and of course we're coming into the winter season, so things like propane uh, prices are should trend higher. Natural gas prices have certainly been higher, up a low five dollar range here in the U.S. Uh, and I, you know, I don't even know what they're at in Europe, seven, eight dollars, uh, euros per MMBTU and possibly going higher. So yeah, definitely keep an eye on, I, I would, I would not wait, <laughs> you know, and, and then of course you've got the first quarter, you got a lot of things happening, uh, within China, you know, the, uh, the, the Olympics and, uh, typical, you know, their, their, their outages for their new year and things like that. So yeah, I think things will remain snug and, and prices firm. And it's a unique mix you got. Like we said, the you know December coming up, the end of the year coming up, maybe companies want to try to pare down inventories, but it's a good time to be buying so you have cheaper raw materials on the floor. Yeah, I mean, you look at the uh, the stock market is just it's screaming. You know, people are buying, people have money. You wonder if this money will be worth anything in the future. That That's sort of where my head's at right now. There's there's a lot of it around and and uh and people are spending it and which is good you know um but when 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 does that end and will it be a a, a cliff you know is is what a lot of people are wondering yeah we're a world economy now maybe that's maybe that's what it is we're just really seeing that really take shape and but uh yeah very much so very much so um it's a lot to speculate on Obviously, coming into the cold months, or really kind of right in the cold months for some of our both the seasonal demand as well as some of our uh, new products that are worth talking about, we'll let we'll let Nicole handle some of our featured products for this month. So we've got the packaged plasticizer line, um, and so that demand has been strong and solid. Um, prices have been increasing, uh, and we expect to see that for the foreseeable future. So everyone who kind of thought towards the end of the year prices would, you know, start to come down is kind of like, oh no, I should have placed orders, you know, back when, uh, before they started to see all these increases because, uh, you know, that just hasn't been the case. Um, so, you know, continue to plan, continue to forecast, um, because obviously it, you, you need to be supplied. Um, and, you know, we're still seeing uh, tight supply on uh, empty tote and drum uh, volumes. So, you know, we're obviously planning accordingly and uh, keeping enough uh, in our pipeline for what we have to do. But um, I've heard across the board, a lot of uh, people have been running into issues with securing supply, uh, even going forward for the next few months. So um, definitely something to keep an eye out for. It's been a great product line, both people that are using LTL material as well as filling a gap between bulk deliveries or things like that. So glad to glad to have all that material in stock. Exactly. Um, Pretty long list of products too. I mean, DINP, DOTP, DPHP, yep. uh, ESO, DINA. You know, a, a core part of our pack or uh, plasticizer line now available and packaged. Yeah, DIDP, DOP, DOS, DOP. I yep. mean, yeah. and if if somebody uh, has demand and and wants us to package it, we'll, we'll we'll package it. But yeah, it's been a huge compliment again, filling that gap in orders or LTL, um, further diversification of the company. And uh, no. Uh, it's, Nicole's been doing a great job, and it's uh, it's been a, a success in this uh, supply chain crunch. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, our seasonal products still pushing methanol pretty hard, kind of right in the middle of the demand season for the methanol coming up for the winter, uh, as well as starting to think about dicyan, diamide, and other fertilizer additives for more for the spring. People placing orders now for springtime demand. Mm -hmm. That dice has been the perfect example of 
what can happen with prices with everything going on in China. Obviously, some significant increases come in the past few weeks and months from uh, from that dicey specifically. Yeah, there's been some significant increases, but um, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. We've been you know, warning folks about this for <laughs> quite some for time. Months. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. Yeah, glycol too. You know, for any freeze is starting to really pick up. Uh, you know, you're also seeing the amines. There, you're seeing more potential fracking and downhole stuff, uh, especially with these energy values rising. So things like uh, TEA, DEA that, that go into uh, um, mining or, or not mining, um, uh, fracking and, and downhole. And of course, glycols go into uh, downhole to, to keep the, uh, the, the product flowing. So um, yeah, it's going to be interesting with these higher energy values to see uh, fracking pick up again and, and the demand for the products that go into that yeah. should certainly, I mean, there's been a, a, a bit of a, um, you know, the Biden administration's looked down a bit on fracking, but uh, at $83 a barrel, I think people are going to be trying to get energy any way they can. Yep. Yep. I saw a graph this week of oil rig counts, like hockey stick growth right now. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> I hadn't seen that, but it was just an assumption. I guess it's a safe assumption. You know, it's, um, you know, people are going to really do what they can to get whatever they can, uh, you know, when when inventories are this low it's it's so the demand on that it's been interesting again before afpm we started to hear rumblings of people things that you know we've sold in the past that are are coming back up again so so yeah. hopefully our friends in mexico come back yeah it'd be interesting you know um that would be interesting for sure yeah. i mean they have an opportunity here yeah absolutely um and then events, shows, and conferences. Obviously, we've recently been at the uh, Chemicals America show out in Charleston, which was a good event. Just coming back this week from the AFPM. Uh, also, obviously, relatively minimal or uh, lesser attendance, which I think we all expected. But I think for the people that were there, the meetings that were able to go on, the cocktail parties that at least you know TCC held, I think it was a great attendance. And I think you got to start somewhere to get back out and uh, into traveling. So glad that we were all there and able to meet with everybody that we were uh, we were able to. Um, <clears throat> coming up the last half of the year, obviously the EPCA and the APLA, typically this time of year, I believe both of those are virtual this yep. year, not, not happening in person. Um, and I think the only other one we're booked for for the end of the year is the Plastics Compounders Conference out in December. Yeah. Um, always a nice event. Hopefully that's similar to the Chemicals America where it's a nice surprise and the number of people that attend is usually pretty well attended. So hopefully we'll see some people down there. Looking forward to that one. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, and then really just starting to plan 2022 shows. So I think maybe on the next episode, we'll have a good list of our 2022 plans. Uh, obviously some big shows. I think the coding shows next year, AFPN again, obviously the chemicals America shows, hopefully get back out to EPCA and Apple in person, uh, hopefully coming up next year. So keep an eye out for those for sure. I think that kind of wraps things up. Anything else? I don't think so. I, you know, I, we didn't really mention COVID a lot, but I think COVID will continue to be a, you know, an issue. Uh, you're seeing cases surge again in Great Britain, where yep. they're heavily vaccinated. You're seeing lockdowns in Russia, so we're not through this storm yet. So I, you know, I just want to uh, let people know they should still be careful and and be cognizant of uh, their surroundings. But I think that you know we've learned from our trip to. Texas that, you know, maybe the masks aren't, you know, totally necessary all the time, especially if you do keep social distancing in place, you know, people should be able to get out, exercise, spend time with each other as long as they're safe. I think uh, personally for me, I think the, the, the mental part of COVID has been very hard for all of us. And I think that's why AFPM was 
just so great. You yeah. know, it's just so great to finally see our friends, to get together, uh, feel normal. You know, it, it was really cool to feel normal, and you'd, you'd almost forget about COVID at, at times because it's had such an impact on all of us. But you know, the war's not over, and uh, we still have to be careful. And but I, I will say, hey. I was on planes, you know, I felt safe, you know, I don't think travel's an issue, I don't, you know, and they're looking at a very heavy travel season, yep. big demand of things, you know, almost like a <clears throat> celebratory uh, attitude, that's why probably people are buying and, you know, traveling and I, things, I think so. planes are cleaner than they've ever been. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, they're, unbelievable. they're so clean that, uh, unbelievable. <laughs> I'd eat off the floor of a bathroom. <laughs> in a plane. No, <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> but I was just shocked. I mean, how yeah. clean they were, and and you know, everybody was. There was nobody yelling about masking. But I will say that the masks hurt my ears. If you do travel, figure something out to have a comfortable mask, because you lose the efficacy if you're moving it around all the time or taking it off. I mean, yeah. So plan uh, to wear a mask. I think for the long term and while traveling, but. Uh, Boy, it was nice to see everybody at AFPM and get together. And I, I, I look forward to, to seeing uh, our international friends here in the future. Uh, that's going to be uh, the next new exciting thing. So Yeah, sometime. Hopefully very soon. Hopefully very soon. Hopefully March. Hopefully yeah. in March. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I guess that'll be the next big event. Um, I figure we should give a shout-out to uh, some of our own staff, too. I know we have a couple new furry family members in the TCC family. <laughs> It's like uh, a tidal wave of puppies. Very much so. <laughs> very much so. Uh, Carrie McNamara and Dana Tudor-Hanks, I guess, got new puppies this month, as well as our own Cuddlebottoms, George Manchester, over here. So some new puppies. What's, what's Dana's dog's name? Do you know? Do you all know? I don't know that. Uh, Quinn. Quinn. That's Quinn. right. So Quinn. So we got uh, George has B, and uh, Carrie's got Gigi and Quinn. So, yeah, maybe we could put some pictures up here, George, because uh, everybody loves puppies, including me. What kind oh, yeah. of puppy to carry yet? Do you know? She got a mini Australian Shepherd, you know, a mini okay. Aussie, I believe. So nice. really, really, really cute dog. Yeah. Little furball. Nice, nice. And then we're looking forward to a good luncheon after this podcast, courtesy of one of our supplier One of contacts our suppliers is uh, from China. She resides here in, in, well, she lives in Massachusetts, and she... Uh, she works here in Rhode Island and she recommended Chengdu Taste and she said you better be ready for spicy. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to have a, a pilgrimage to Chengdu Taste up in Providence after this, the four of us. and All the way to Providence. All the way, which is a long <laughs> way if you're a Rhode Islander. You have to pack a lunch to go over the bridge and drive 45 minutes away. But uh, yeah, when, when you have uh, somebody who is uh, from from China and has that knowledge and they make a recommendation, we go. Yes, sir. Well, and I also think it's noteworthy <coughs> to mention that the shrimp paisano lived up to every shrimp expectation oh, that you guys set. I was nervous at first um, that, you know, my expectations would be higher than the actual, you well, know. What happened that first night? Oh, Mullins? Corey Mullins happened. I mean. <laughs> she, <laughs> like, she ordered clams in uh, San Antonio. Linguini and clams and red sauce. And, of course, I'm like, well, the shrimp paisano Mullins, he's like, oh, you go, girl. Get what you want. And I'm like, okay. I never listen to a non-foodie about food. <laughs> I'm just if it's kidding. bourbon, if it's bourbon, yeah, you if can it's listen bourbon, to it. Right? No, just kidding, Mullins. But you know, um, yeah, definitely worth the uh, worth the wait, and that taste was phenomenal. So, 
God, it lived up to your expectations. Oh, it did. It did. <laughs> you said, you said Believe bar, me. So. Yeah, well, uh, you guys did. I was like, oh, going into it, you know. <laughs> Luckily, was... we went twice because that first night you got red sauce and well, clams with one shrimp <laughs> on the side. <laughs> well, that was, and that was another Mullins suggestion. It's almost like that was my initiation. He's like, oh, yeah, you can add a shrimp paisano to it. I didn't know it was one shrimp, you know. <laughs> I'm like, they bring the plate over. Rob's like, you got one shrimp paisano? I'm like, I thought it was, you know, on top or whatever. So, hey, you live and you learn. I'll never make that mistake Did again. you get the full shrimp paisano? the second night oh yeah okay. oh yeah and right. that was delicious absolutely delicious and then benny you contemplated going a third i, I, think <laughs> I tried you, you were voting <laughs> for a third i was scheming i was scheming it didn't happen, though. Oh. next year make sure you you book our reservation now because of this oh podcast. i already did oh, for oh March? i, okay, I already teed that because all up. of this we're podcast it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be booked up <laughs> yep yep uh, awesome well good episode i think good uh, good conversation lots going on lots to continue talking about uh, obviously we'll have a next update here in a uh, couple weeks um but you know again thank you all for listening thank you for all the uh, feedback we had recently at the afpm met a lot yes. of people that were listeners which was people cool to see happy so. the cocktail party complimenting yeah. benny yeah yep so. And the marketing efforts for everybody. So that was, that, was, that, was, that was pleasant. Well, we couldn't do the podcast if it wasn't for you four. So I think a uh, good team effort and glad that people are getting out there listening. Glad we that got, it's been we valuable. Got a great leader. So, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got to be careful what we said because people do listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again for listening. Thank you guys for uh, sitting down this morning. And obviously, we will have the uh, next episode in the next couple weeks. Thank so you, Benny. Thanks again. Thanks, Benny. Thanks, Benny.